Anything and everything, weather, science, and a whole lot more. I am your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz Podcast, Andre Bronier, and I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. Today is Monday, February 21st, 2022, and this is episode number 298. Well, the weather's certainly giving us a little more in the way of variety in terms of patterns because uh, for the last three and a half to almost four weeks, we've seen a little more than wintry winds, snow, actually three big systems and several small ones, which for the moment for the Ohio Valley has pushed most of the official observation stations in a very slight surplus category in terms of snowfall. And we'll get into whether or not we think that it will stay there. But for the time being, at least right now, yesterday we had highs in the 40s, at least across northeast Ohio. And right now we are gliding effortlessly into the mid and upper 50s. In fact, at Burke Lakefront Airport, which is right next to downtown Cleveland, We have a current temperature as of this recording, 2 p.m., of 60 degrees, the likes of which we've not seen in a couple of months. At Hopkins Airport, where all of the official weather records are kept, right now it's 56 degrees. And the last time it was 56 degrees was actually last week on Thursday. But I get a hunch we're going to go a little bit higher than that before the day is through given the fact that it's only 2 p.m. So I took a look back in the weather records uh, for the sake of those of you that like to keep track of such things and you live in Northeast Ohio. The last time we saw a temperature at 58 degrees was actually on Christmas Day 2021. However, if you're looking for 60s, you'll have to go back another couple of weeks, but still in the month of December. Remember, December was exceedingly mild and also near snowless with only 0.2 inches of snow for the entire month. So it's not surprising to see a 63 degree high temperature show up in mid-December, December the 16th, 2021. So we have to go a ways back to get there. It seems as though the most recent cold spell, the month of January, by and large, seems longer and seems colder than it actually was, simply given the fact that it was nearly four continuous weeks with very, very few, if any, breaks. And the breaks that were included really included only temperatures that approached normal, did not go above. 
So here we are above normal. We're getting a nice little treat. And perhaps you notice that the birds are singing in the morning now. So some of the birds are starting to return, although I think the major migration is still in progress. But we're starting to see a little and hear little hints that spring really isn't too far away. One more encouraging note before we take a quick break. The snow cover across the 48 states, the lower 48, now 23% covered by at least one inch of snow. That is less than a quarter of the real estate in the 48 states. The peak was so about four weeks ago and we hit 51%, which was a pretty decent number, but now down to 23%. And one of the reasons is that recently we've had a couple of areas of the country that have seen some dramatic warming despite deep snowpack. So what I will do is place on episode number 298 at weatherjazz.com an interesting visible satellite from Sunday. You see, a couple of days ago, we had a stripe of snow that essentially was placed down in the upper Midwest and pretty decent uh, snow, which was easily visible on the visible satellite. But yesterday, temperatures pushed well into the 50s, even some 60s in that same area. So if you'd like to see what the atmosphere can do to an area where some decent snowpack was put down and then temperatures shoot up into the 50s and 60s, go to the loop that I have placed on episode number 298 at weatherjazz.com. You will see what the atmosphere can do. It's a visible satellite, and you'll see that zone shrink very, very quickly. Kind of cool stuff. But are we done with winter? By no stretch. We are still in the month of February, and as you know, it can still snow in the Ohio Valley in March, in April, and yes, Even in May, we've had a number of Mays now where we've had some real interesting snowfalls that have actually placed measurable snow on the ground. I'm not saying that we're going to see that this year. I'm just saying that there is plenty of winter left in the gas tank. All you have to do is look up in Canada and see what some of those temperatures look like right now. We're still tapping into that, and we will tap into that. I'll tell you when, coming up after the break. And we're back, and it's time to explore what winter still has in store for us here in Northeast Ohio, and really for anywhere in the northern part of the United States. It's still February, and we still have a ton of cold air in Canada from Time to time, the winds aloft will carry that cold air into the region and give us bouts of some wintry weather, wintry temperatures, along with some frozen precipitation. When's that going to happen next? Well, at least in the short term, at the end of this week, we're looking for another bout of wintry weather as the colder air settles in and an area of low pressure, a panhandle hook type system, which, by the way, has been the predominant storm track since January the 1st. Now, we're catching a little break from it right now, but it does appear as though that's going to return by the end of this week and could give us pretty strong opportunity for some accumulating snow. And so the small surplus prorated for today's date that we have at Hopkins Airport 
may get added to by the time we get to the end of the week to kind of keep things going so that, uh, who knows, perhaps by the end of the season, we will end up near normal. And the most recent 30-year average for Cleveland Hopkins Airport for a season is about 66 inches. And really, we're not far from that right now. And so all it will take is a couple of these panhandle systems to keep us going in the snowfall department. We will see where we end up. But right now, as far as the stats go and as far as the pattern goes, I think we're looking at a pretty close to normal seasonal snowfall total if we keep things going. But what about the longer term? Well, Scott Sable, our morning meteorologist at WJW Television, did tweet a couple of things this morning that really are quite fascinating because we do look at a lot of teleconnections. I just looked at them, but they're rather confusing at the moment because several of them are pointing opposite of what you would anticipate. Most of the time, they go hand in hand, but every once in a while... They give contrary indications, and that was essentially the gist of one of Scott Sable's tweets. I'm going to post both of them on weatherjazz.com, episode number 298 for your perusal. But the first one I want to mention is the Bering Sea Rule post that Scott made earlier this morning. I'll read it to you. Again, you can find that post on weatherjazz.com. Scott says, over the years, I've used the Bering Sea rule with some pretty good success. Not recently, though, in which he puts a smiling, laughing emoji. You know, weather has a tendency to to keep us very honest uh, with things of that nature. But he goes on and he says, look at the early November 2014 500 millibar pattern and what developed 15 days later across the eastern and central U.S., colder than normal in the Ohio Valley. And that is something that we need to watch for this year, March 10th through the 15th. So there are some indications that are pointing to a return to basically, by and large, a colder and potentially a stormy pattern, which will put some snow back into the picture in the month of March. Now, here's one of the interesting little tidbits. I mentioned contrary indicators, and we have some of that going on today. Scott later tweeted the following. The Alaska Ridge trough along the dateline equals colder than normal eastern U.S. heading into the first week of March, possibly longer. MJO, that's the Madden-Julian oscillation, in phase five, First week of March, the PNA goes positive. That's the Pacific North American Oscillation. Then a drop negative with the EPO. Something's got to give on or after March 10th. So I believe what Scott is really pointing to is some of the contrary indices that are pointing to a different scenario going into mid-March, anything after March the 10th. And these kinds of contrary type indices are really noteworthy in the sense that uh, we can learn from them if we watch them carefully. And in hindsight, we see what, in fact, developed and why. We're pretty decent at doing that. 
However, it's the taking that data and then pushing it forward and using what we have observed in order to make better forecasts. That's uh, one of the forecasting methods for long-range type uh, forecast, and that is something we call looking at the analogs. We did a program, in fact, a number uh, of the programs before about analogs, and we'll continue to do that too, especially when we have Scott Sable back on talking about long-range forecasting. So there you have it. We're starting to see some breaks in the pattern, but are we done with winter? Bottom line, no. We're going to see some accumulating snow at the end of this week, and we're likely to see some accumulating snow in the month of March, especially given the fact that the month of March averages 11 inches of snow. The month of April averages almost three inches of snow. And the most we've ever seen in the month of March was 30.4 inches. And that really wasn't all that long ago at 2008. The least amount in March was just a trace. And that occurred three times in Cleveland's history. 1927, way back. 2020 and 2021. So two years in a row. The most recent two marches. I don't think we're going to get away with that this go-around because of the pattern. We'll see how that pans out. I don't think we'll see 30 inches either. We'll probably land somewhere fairly close to what is normal for any March, and that is right around 11 inches at Hopkins Airport. Well, that's going to wrap up our Meteorological Monday session on this beautiful, beautiful day. Hey, get out there and enjoy it. Yeah, there's a lot of mud and muck from the melting snow, really, but that's okay. Just find yourself a paved trail in a lot of the local metro parks and enjoy this lovely, lovely day. We're going to be just as warm tomorrow, but it's going to be raining tomorrow. So you can still run out there with some rain gear and enjoy your favorite park. It's just not quite as encouraging as this Monday. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Help me to spread the word about this podcast inside your sphere of influence. Share a link with your favorite friends on social media, email. But if you see somebody eyeball to eyeball and they have an interest in meteorology and science and overall a lot of different topics that we cover, make sure that you let them know about Weather Jazz. We would love to see this audience continue to grow, and indeed, it has. And I thank you very much. Do you have a question or a topic suggestion? I welcome your input. You can easily reach me a couple of ways. One is email, weatherjazz at yahoo.com. And the second is the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line. It's 234-525-5888. One more note. Coming up on Wednesday, a continuation of our science probe into the solar system. Last week, we took a look at the quirky planet Mercury, the one closest to the sun. Well, we'll now hopscotch the next one, second closest to the sun, and also the one, our nearest neighbor, Venus. You know a lot about it already, but you may also have uh, some interesting surprises coming your way on Wednesday. So send your space suit to the dry cleaner. Have it ready by Wednesday. We're heading up to Venus. We'll see you then. Weather and science across the globe. Across the globe.
Weather Jazz Podcast.